With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, cheeseheads, and welcome to the Cheese Room Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show, joining me to look back on that eventful, but nonetheless thoroughly deserved 3-2 win over Eintracht Frankfurt in the Champions League. Just two of us today. Uh, it's Mr. Seb Short. How are you doing, Seb? I'm, I'm devastated, actually, Bren. Um, I, I just... Look, it's been, it's been a long night. It was an eventful game, like you say, but the thing that's troubled me most is where is Brian Hill's moustache? I, you know, I, I'm I'm gutted. That's that's all I tuned in for, really. And to see it like slightly there, but actually missing, um, it killed me. Yeah, I mean, of all the things to happen tonight, that that, that I think that was the main thing was was the hills moustache. <laughs> and after my uh, my police academy reference last week, yeah, bloody hell, what a game that was! I mean, let's crack into it because uh, a lot of the cheeseheads uh, were at the game. So as I said, it's it's uh, Seb and myself to tuck into this one. So let's. Start as we always do with the lineup. Any surprises in there? I think we sort of reverted to type, and, and Longley, I think now has sort of cemented um, that that sort of left centre back position for himself. The only question would probably be Royale over over Doherty, and going with with three up front, and and Conte reverting to his uh, his three four three. Was were there any surprises in there with the lineup? So, well, we called it the three four three on the YouTube. I, I was I, I was almost certain that that would be the case. Um, and I suggested also on the YouTube that I thought Perisic would would start. I, I assumed that he would be your Champions League starter with the experience that, that he's got. Uh, obviously, he's won the thing. So, you know, I, I, I just thought he would be your your starter at left wing back. Um, but actually, I was quite pleased to see Sessegnon play because I think he's done well when he, when he has come in um, and probably on form deserves that that starting spot. Um Longley, yeah, I, I get what you say. Um I think he's um the thing I liked about him most tonight was I didn't notice him, you know, and that that that's always good from one from one of your defenders. 
Um, so yeah, not not too many surprises. I did expect Emerson to come straight back in. Um, I, Doherty did did nothing for me um, against Brighton, um, and I know he'll probably come back in at the weekend. Um, but for me, there was no reason to start him tonight. Uh, before we get into the game, a quick mention about the pre-game build-up. And I don't mean Sandro on Spurs play. Um, the tributes to Giampiero Ventroni and John Duncan. Certainly when it came to Ventroni, that the uh, the players and managers did look emotional. Conte was wearing the black armband. There were the flowers where he would normally sit on the bench. I thought that it was it was very poignant and very, very moving. Uh, opening sequence to the game, the 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 minutes applause was respected by obviously by both fans, and and uh, Frankfurt did lay a wreath uh, where his seat was as well, which I thought was a lovely touch. So it was um it was a hard, it was an emotional uh, beginning to the start to the to the match, wasn't it, Seb? Yeah, and everything that you you'd expect the club to do. I think I think you know whoever organises and plans these things does it does it very well, and obviously the the tribute and, and mention as well to to John Duncan. Um, yeah, I uh, you know, it was it obviously needed to be done at, at home game as well, and yet yeah, was very touching um, to see the uh, the wreaths, um, and I think it was a scarf as well wrapped around the seat where where he'd normally sit. Um, however, stopwatch as well. Did you see the stopwatch? Yeah, I did. Was... Yeah, which um, sh- shows you, I think, a, a, a lot about the man. You know, when we when we see the the tributes that they put on the after the game on Saturday on the shirt. Um, he was obviously an extremely determined um, character, and that rubbed off, uh, I think, uh, on a, on a lot, if not all, of the of the team. So yeah, it was emotional, um, but also I felt that as soon as the game started, I wouldn't say that it was forgotten, but I felt like we were um, for certainly for the first few minutes we were really pumped up. Yeah, I agree with you. That first turn, the, the opening turn, we, we, we a slight wobble at the beginning, but we did look composed and we looked sharp. I thought that that was it was good to see. We, we were our line was was slightly higher than normal. We, we weren't sitting back. We were quick into the challenge. The passing was was accurate. Um, I thought the opening ten was 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 what we'd expect. Was was in good. The players were focused. Yeah, early doors. You really sort of didn't feel that there would be the threat but uh, there was the the booking for Dyer early on which um which was unfortunate i think he 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 was annoyed i don't know if he was annoyed with the other players or with himself but it was it was a clear booking <laughs> uh, the the Dyer booking and um and he was um he was heavily involved in their in their opening goal wasn't he yeah yeah he was i felt with the booking he he it was his fault i felt with the booking he got caught out of position and look I don't mind seeing a player beat themselves up a little bit, but I kind of felt he it played on his mind. And then within a couple of minutes, he got caught for that goal. Um, and when I watched it back, I was thinking, oh, was Hugo played him, played him a dodgy ball or anything. It wasn't a dodgy ball. It was actually across from, I think, from uh, Romero. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just completely miscontrolled it. I think he was probably in, in his own head following the booking. Um, and yeah, it was just, I want to say like a comedy of errors, but it wasn't really. It was Dyer's error. Um, and it was just compounded very quickly um, and very effectively by by Frankfurt. Um, and I thought um, it was funny actually. Um, Kamada with the goal, um, I thought he was the the best player for those first. Um, even though we were playing well, whenever Frankfurt got the ball, he was dropping into um, into the half space, um, uh, kind of between Hoybier and Dyer, um, and he actually found that space again for for, for the goal. Um, so. It was 
I wouldn't say it was against the run of play, um, but I did feel like we'd started very well. So I did expect that we'd we, we'd create more chances. Although it did come up on BT Sport that when um, Frankfurt scored, we hadn't had a shot. Mm. So it, there was a little bit of concern, but um, the general kind of play and the general impetus um, and intensity that we were having, I, I felt like it would it would come our way sooner or later. Yeah, no, I, I think it was it was good that the goal came for them was early enough for us to respond. Um, and yeah, the, the ball from from Romero, there was a bit of whip on it, but Dyer is a Premier League footballer, and, and yes, of course, he's a defender and he's a big lump. But you you would expect them to be able to control a, a ball like that. And and Hugo, I don't know. Again, we don't like to sort of point fingers and make blame. And and what happens happens. You know, we're a team. We win together. And we lose together. But it was, I, I don't know if he, he sort of needed to dive in and punch. I think Hoybier was coming in. It just needed a hoof. It needed to, to just a boot to clear it out, and then he sort of punched it. It stayed in the mixer, and like I said, it was a a, a straightforward finish. At the end, of the I did sort of see um, Romero sort of dive in with his head to, to try and try and catch it, which uh, which was funny to see. But we responded well. We I think I think the players were were, were up for this game, and it didn't take us long. I think it was what, what within within ten minutes that we, five, we did respond. Five minutes. Five minutes. Five five minutes. minutes. Yeah, five minutes. First shot and, and and first shot on target. Just, I just want to go back if I can, Brent, to sure. um, the what kind of caused the goal was was Frankfurt's high press, um, mm. and I definitely felt that that was a tactic that they were they they were really working on. Particularly, I felt with the wing backs, um, Sessignon within that. Even though we started brightly, as we've said, within the first 10, 12 minutes. Um, he was picked off three or four times. Actually, it was it was really noticeable. Um, he kept trying to come in with the ball, uh, like in field, and find Son or Kane. Um, and every time he came in, they doubled up on him. They won the ball, and they were getting in, getting in behind. This is the this is a problem that we have in that if if you step right onto us, and obviously it played out with the goal. If you step right on. There's actually not a lot of, um, with the two-man midfield, obviously, there's not a lot that you have to get past. And I felt that Frankfurt had really identified that as a um, as a tactic, that if we can beat the uh, beat the wing-backs or win the ball off the wing-backs, actually, you're, you're almost in. Um, and obviously, it played out with a, with one of our centre-backs. Um, but you see that with Hoybier and Bentecourt, um, I wouldn't say pushing up, but certainly playing a, a higher midfield role. If you win the ball... In in our final third, you're almost in. Yeah, you're right, and, and it's you, you could see that that Cesc, I think he was caught on pace. He was paced yeah. out a couple of times, and, and I found that very surprising because because Cesc normally does have a good whip of pace on him, but he uh, I think he was tiring towards the end of the game and and early early doors the and that's the thing with with, with Conte Ball they we rely so heavily on the wing backs that. Um, they need to be on their game. And um, speaking of the wing backs, Emerson Royale was involved in our opening goal. I don't think he had the best game overall. I thought he uh, he was very sloppy in possession. And and again, when he got when he got forward, he did seem to sort of kill the the attack. But um, but he got a good ball into Kane, and Kane again, Sonny timed his run perfectly. And and the finish as well was ice cool. And and you'd like to think now that Sonny is. Would say back to his best, but 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 just back to the standards that we're used to. Yeah, and what I liked about that goal actually was that the, the play that you haven't mentioned is Richarlison. Um, all three of those, even though Richarlison didn't touch the ball, were involved in that opening goal. So as Royale um, fires that ball into Kane, it actually um, 
what's the word? I want to say, is it bisex or dissex? I can't, <laughs> I can't get the right word. But but Richarlison basically leaves it and spins in behind. He takes okay. two defenders with him. Kane is then afforded the time to put that ball into Son, who runs on. Uh, had Kane fired it back to Richarlison, I think Richarlison would have been on, offside. His spin was so quick. Um, but Son was obviously onside. I think we were all a little bit like, is it yeah. is it close or not? But actually on replay... It wasn't close at all. He was he was mm. well onside, um, and a very cool finish. You know, the keeper the keeper rushed out, um, and Son was able to to slot it in behind. But I really like the um, probably out of all the goals we scored this season, for all three in my mind to be involved in that um, was was really good. We know they play close together. I think the difference between um, when Richarlison plays and when Kulisevsky plays, and I tried to really study it today, was Kulisevsky's plays wider. Yeah, he plays away from mm. Son and Kane. And he's uh, and actually we've talked about the wing backs and what Doherty does when Doherty's played with Kulusevsky is come inside. And I think the problem that um uh, Emerson's had is that mainly he hasn't played with um Kulusevsky. He's played with Richarlison. Now Richarlison sticks closer to Kane and Son. That forces Emerson out on the outside and he hasn't got a cross on him, and he takes too many touches, uh, and that's a problem. Uh, you know, I would like to see um, what whether when Kulusevsky comes back in, whether Doherty comes back in for for Emerson. We saw the link up at the end of end of last season, mm. but going back to the goal, I think it's it, it was important to see how close Richarlison plays to Son and Kane. They are very narrow. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I think if you can fire the quick balls in and they have the link up, then it results in goal opportunities. On that subject of, of Richarlison or Kulusevski, Kulusevski is back in training now and the expectation is that he'll be back for the Everton game. Would you would you play him uh, or, or would you stick with Richarlison? Because the commentary team here in Brazil, obviously is very much Brazilian biased, but they were really pissed off when Richarlison came off. And we'll get into the second half, but... Do you think that that Kulusevski is a, is a natural fit that he'll he'll slot straight back in against Everton? Yes, because of what I've just said. Because I think Doherty, obviously Doherty, um, Emerson can't play, so you'd expect Doherty to come back mm. in. And I think the the, the Doherty Kulusevski link up works. Like I said, Kulusevski's so much wider than Richarlison um, when when he plays, um, and that affords um, Doherty the ability to kind of come come inside. Look. Neither um, wing-back, if that's what you want to call him, has had a great start to the season, Doherty or, or um, Emerson. However, I still maintain Doherty played very well at the at the back end of last season when Kulusevski came into the team. You know, until he got his, uh, his injury, he was playing very well. So I would hope that that link-up play um, between the two of them um, is still there. And uh, yeah, with with Doherty almost forced into the team, um, yeah, I would, if Kulusevski's fit enough to play, I'd accept, expect him to start. But mm. Richarlison's a fantastic option off the bench. Yeah, well, that's just the thing, though. With, with the concern out here is that, that Richarlison is the Brazilian Brazil starter. He's starting ahead of Vinicius Junior at, at Real Madrid. So it's um, the the commentary team here were, were talking about that. We're saying, well. He needs more minutes. Why? That, why is he taking him off? But but anyway, we'll uh, we'll get into the second half and and the um, the bizarre substitutions. I think the the penalty. I, I, 
the, the ref, like, I, I thought after the penalty incident, I thought the ref was, I, I respected him for, for, for acknowledging his mistake. He, he didn't, he was sort of waiting. Like he saw the challenge and his initial reaction was no, because he, he'd have given it obviously if he thought yes. But I think he wait. I don't know if VAR were talking in his ear, but he, uh, he then sort of had the, the patience to then go and check the monitor, saw it in it, and it was a pen. I, I, it was a clear pen. The, the guy did take him out, and um, there, there should there was there should be no arguments from there. But later on in the game, the ref just just was all over the shop. He had great hairdo. I liked his hair. The ref, but uh, <laughs> he, it was it was um, but it was a clear pen. And uh, of the two pens that Kane took today, uh, it was the uh, the better of the two, shall we say. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it was a clear penalty. I think um, what I would say is um, there's not many occasions that I've seen in Champions League or indeed the Premier League where the VAR say to the referee, you need to go and look at this. And, uh, and I think what they're saying by you need to go and look at this is you've got your decision wrong. I, th- I can count on one hand the amount of times that a referee's been asked to go and look at the, uh, the video by the VAR and said, actually, no, I am right. The VAR is wrong, and I'm sticking by my decision. So as soon as he went over to the uh, to the screen and could see what I thought was quite a clear penalty, um, I, I fully expected him to change his decision. It would have been a big surprise if he hadn't have done. And yeah, Kane puts the penalty away, and you get all the. You know, I watched on BT Sport in the UK. You get all the all the BT Sport pundits saying he's never going to miss. You know, there's one man. <laughs> One man you want to take for your penalties is Harry Kane. He's got however many, um, you know, however many penalties in however many attempts, you know, 95% or something like that. Um, but actually thinking about it out loud and look, someone will produce a stat and uh, and tell me I'm wrong. But I don't think Kane's last, I would say if you take his last 10 penalties for club and country, he's missed a few. I think that's the second one he's missed for Spurs, if I'm not wrong, this season. And mm. obviously, go back into the Euros, he missed the one against Denmark. Um, uh, has he missed another one for England since? I think I'm right in saying. So that's three or four I can think of. Look, he's still fantastic. There's still no one else I would want to take a penalty for Spurs or England for that for that matter. Um but a few are going uh, are going all right. I know we'll come on to the to, to the missed penalty, but certainly the first one was uh, was, was very well put away. And uh, you know, the, I think the side that we least expected him to hit. You know, I always think he's either going to go central or top left. Um, mm. and, you know, top right was was not what I expected. But yeah, and that really um, put us in the in in the ascendancy. On their goalie, like, I'm I'm googling him now because. Um, Trap, yeah, Kevin Trap, yeah. But like at the beginning of the the game in the tunnel, Sonny just gave him this big hug, uh, and and that's, I don't know if if Sonny played with him at Hamburg. Let's have a look and see. So PSG Frankfurt. Okay, so Leverkusen. Did he play for Leverkusen? Nah. So he's played for Kaiserslautern, Frankfurt PSG. Yeah. So I just I just noticed it because in the tunnel, like when the in the build up to the game. Because everyone loves Sonny, and and Sonny's always sort of giving a hug to to ex players that we've had and stuff, and and players that he may have come across with when he was playing in Germany. So I just assumed that they were mates because he gave him a big hug, and and Trap I thought played really well. I thought that 
the, the, the game could have gone like because uh, uh, he, he chose the right way for, for Kane's first penalty. Um, and um, we'll get on to the second half. But I thought, I thought Trapp's a decent player. I, I don't know. I mean, are we, uh, I don't know how, let's see his age. Man United after him in the summer. I'm sure Man United put a couple of bids in for him in the uh, in the summer. I'm, I'm not sure if that would be to replace uh, De Gea, but I'm, I'm sure they were after him um, for, if memory serves me, about 15 million quid in the summer. They, they, mm. they, were, they were more than happy to go after him. Obviously, they, I think they went for Dubravka in the end, but... Um, um, you know, he's a German international. He's uh, he's a he's a decent keeper. They had some good players. I think you know, if we're talking about Frankfurt and what we were able to do differently in the second game as opposed to the first game, the main difference for me was just how close Harry Kane got to their centre back um, Hasebe. And we talked about it on the YouTube. I said um, that I didn't think Hasebe would be able to play as well as he did in the first game. Um, Kane played as a striker today, and that was the that that was what I was kind of most happy with with our attacking play. He was always on the front foot. He was always furthest forward. Yeah, pressing high. Didn't, yeah, he didn't drop into the kind of eight eight. I mean, some people we've talked about this before, but um, people say, "Oh, he's the, he's the best nine and a half in the in the country," and I feel like that gets uh, misinterpreted because sometimes he drops so deep, he's an eight. For me, mm. when he's when he's on in that center circle and he's spraying passes out wide, that's that's the role of an eight. It's not a role of a of a ten. You know, a ten is making late runs into the box. So it's it, it's it's different for me. But um, I felt he played almost on Hasebe's toes, um, and we saw it. You know, getting into the second, what happened in the second half. Hasebe was lucky to stay on the pitch. You know, he got booked. A, um, I think early in the in early in the second half. He got there was an incident where he, he should have got booked twice more, and how he avoided it in the yeah. end, he got, he got taken off. Um, through I think it was through a mixture of injury and through a mixture of if he stays on the pitch, it's only going to be a matter of time before he uh, we they conceded again or before he got he got booked again. Um, but I, th- I felt Kane was instrumental in that first half and in the early part of the second, we're just mm. pushing high pushing on and bullying and it was not physical bullying it was just a kind of intense bullying of of his abu let's not forget it's 38 you know if you can't bully a 38 year old in the champions league then then what are you doing <laughs> oh well you, you, i didn't know no idea was 38 the sonny's second though our third and final goal of this game, bizarrely, given how many chances we had, second half it was it was quite funny because like Hoybier just sort of took control of sort of the cross in, and it was a really really smart cross from Hoybier. We we do talk about this about the the lack of creativity in our midfield, but but Hoybier does have a pass. He's got he's got intelligence, and he sort of knew. Look, if I just hang this up out there, get it over the defenders that are in front of me, Sonny will Sonny Sonny can get on this, and and the contact he made. It was just, I think the word was bosh. Like everyone just put, like, the WhatsApp group was like, bosh, yeah, it's a bosh. It was, he just spanked it. It was, oh, it was glorious. And, and, um, you kind of felt then, oh, he's, he's going to get the hat trick. I, I, I was so sure then because he was up for it. So he was clearly the best player in the pitch today, I thought. Yeah, brilliant. I thought it was good, great, great goal all round. Um, you know, we've talked or I've talked at length about how I feel Hoybier has more to his game than just the kind of, destroyer role or you know midfield um 
not linchpin, but you know, you know, breaking up play. He's he's got more going forward, and we saw that today when he when he when he broke forward to have the kind of awareness to um, look up, and you know, there was there was a lot of bodies going, you know, from both teams going into that box and just look up, play that ball backwards. That was more than intentional. It was such a good a good cross, um, and Sonny to kind of um, be on the end of it, but drop that. He, he kind of dropped his shoulder down and kind of got his foot over the ball so it didn't fly over. You know, so many times you see that fly over the crossbar. Um, mm. It was such a good goal. I did actually um, get told off by the missus for uh, for shouting directly under my sleeping boy's bedroom <laughs> when that went in because it, it was it was a real kind of stand-up moment. You know, it was it was brilliant. It's the type of attacking play that, 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 we wanted, that we wanted to see. And yeah, you're right. At that point, I kind of thought, you know, this is even before the man got sent off. I thought, well, this is this, this could be four, five, six. Um, the first goal really woke us up. You know, before that, as I said, not a lot of well, no shots shots at all. And the first the first shot that went in, you know, a stat also came up when it was two one that we'd had two shots on target. They'd had one shot on target, and it was two one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was one one of those type of games. But I did feel when we went three one up, and there's still 15 minutes to play in the first half, give or take. I thought, wow, this is this is this is going to be a few. Yeah, I, I felt the same as as you know. The Sanjo was at this game, so he was supposed to be at the Leicester game, which was six two. So at halftime, it's three one. So I sort of texted him back, saying, "Look, you're still on track for the six two that you missed at Leicester." <laughs> Brennan, have you got Sandro's number? Did I not mention that before? Oh no, never, no, you never never said no. Oh look, I was so happy for him, and yeah, he was on the Spurs play. I, I don't know, he was interviewed by the pitch as well. Um, so yeah, so happy for him. Love Sanjo, as we all do here at the Cheese Room. Second half. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. We um, we kicked on. I thought the second half, the start of the second half was electric. Was was really good again. Just sort of front foot, pressing high. Like Sessegnon had two really good chances right early doors. Um, one after some brilliant work from Richarlison. But at that point in the game, I was so confident. I was like, I'm really enjoying this. We just need that fourth goal just to calm it down. Yeah, uh, it was. It, I, I, I was making kind of mental notes, if you like, knowing I was coming on the pod to kind of say, you know, it was. A, I've really enjoyed this. We talked about not enjoying games, you know, even when we've won, about how it was a slog and, you know, similar, similar, um, similar comments and, uh, the first 15, 20 minutes, I haven't looked back actually of when the red card was, but until that point, I really enjoyed it. I felt it was only a matter of time before, you know, uh, I, I felt the person I felt most sorry for was Emerson because I think he was involved in a couple of really good build-ups. Um, you mentioned the one, for, there was, I think it was two for Sessignon and there was one for, uh, for another one for Son. I think he was involved in all of them and I just kind of wanted that kind of, you know, fuck you moment, if you like, to to people who did who slate him and look didn't have an amazing game, but he still had a solid game. He still contributed. We've talked about his it, Emerson in the build up for 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 a goal. Um, 
And I just wanted that kind of moment for him. And unfortunately, the chances didn't go away. And then there was the red card. And mm. everything changed from that moment on. On the red card as well. It was hilarious. The ref didn't know it was because he'd just been booked like, not <laughs> even like five minutes prior, like a couple of minutes before he booked him. Uh, he's down in, in BBC as had the name Silver Mellow, but I think it was was not Dida, but Tuta. Tuta, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I should know. <laughs> being Brazilian, being out in Brazil. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was like, and then he, so he, he gave the two bookings, the ref. And again, I, got, I kind of wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Like, well, he was going to finally realise, but it took him a while to realise, oh, shit, I've already booked this guy. Look, I don't always know if the referees write the names down on the card, but this this ref definitely did because it was only, <laughs> when, he, it's only when he got his card out, he looked at it, looked at the guy, and was like, oh, shit, I've booked you already. <laughs> and it took him another 30 seconds to get to his red card in his back pocket and produced a red card. So it was definitely, he did not know until until that situation. But um, but yeah, you know, I felt it really impacted the game. Um, you know, from that moment on, it was a different game. But in terms of, in terms of like, it was more in our favour. I thought we were getting spaces towards the end. And, and, and like you said, their, their central defender. Shaby. Um, Shaby, thank you. How he stayed on the pitch, because... Like the, the the it was Sonny that got I think it was Sonny got both bookings for Brian. so he, he 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 fouled Kane in the build up um to um the uh, well basically we 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 were attacking Kane got his um got kind of pushed through the back by Hasebi um uh, but the ball broke to us. And we played on. Now, looking at that first challenge, when they played it back, I was sure it was a yellow card. Looking at it, I don't think it was. What made it worse was Kane made an, uh, like a squeal noise that instantly in your mind, you think, well, God, that's mm. got to be a, a, a bad challenge. But actually what happened was Kane kind of pushed his back into Hasebi. I don't think it was a yellow card. Okay. The play then went on. Um, and then I, um, another 20, 30 seconds later, there was another foul, foul by Hasebi. I think it was on Son, and that was a yellow card. I have no reason, that, I have no understanding of what the referee was trying to explain because Son was straight away, look, you've had one there and one there. And the referee was trying to explain to Son why it wasn't a yellow card, but I can't understand why the second one wasn't, mm. he, wasn't a yellow. The first one I don't think was, and he played on. So fair play to the, fair play to the ref. We 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 won the ball back, um, but there was a couple of instances within that passage of play where you think Hasebi, like you say, is very lucky to stay on the pitch. And these things matter. Like I think maybe at the time the ref was like, "Look, it's three-one. You're all over them. I've already sent one guy off, so I'll give them give them a bit of leeway." But that could have really impacted things towards the end, that last five minutes. But anyway, the... Um, it's on, not only on that, to- really, it impacts the, the next game. You know, if he's banned mm. for the next game, that's massive. They've already got one player out. Um, you know, if they've got... Hasebi seems quite crucial to the, to the way they play. Um, yeah. It's massive in terms of the group. So the, the, there was... there was. Um, I wouldn't say it was, it was uh, definite, but there was definitely um, an opportunity... Um, for him to to have been sent off as it as it as it went on, they obviously he was one of the players that they subbed off when they made a, a host of changes. But um, 
yeah, there was. If he had have been sent off, I don't think anyone could have been surprised. The um, the the subs, Seb. Uh, I mean, I, I can understand that we want to get some minutes into Skip's legs and Basuma. So, so I understood. I think Basuma came on for for Bentancur, and Skip came on for Richarlison, which I just found really odd. And as I said earlier, the Brazilian commentary weren't happy. They're were like, "Look at this guy needs minutes. He's 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 got a World Cup hopes in his hands." It was just it was so defensive, and 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 followed by more defensive subs. And I, I just I I, I I despaired a bit then. I, look, Conte's our manager. He he understands football way more than we do. But those those subs just sort of set the, the trend for the rest of the game, and it, it nearly cost us. Can I ask you a question, Bren? Uh, and this, you know, we we haven't talked about this bit before, so this is a genuine question. I want to know your answer. Who do you think were our best three players tonight? Son. Um, I want to say Cess as well, but because he's he just got in those positions, and and he just oh, if he's if he's um, so yeah, Son, Cess, and maybe Kane. I don't know who, who are yours. So my best three players are Son. Benton Kerr and Dyer. And we took all three of them off. And that, for me, was a huge problem. And I understand you want to save them. And I talked on the YouTube on the, on Monday night about uh, kind of 60%, 70% is enough for us to win games. It reminded me that, that I don't know how many people follow boxing in uh, uh, that, that listen to the pod, but there was a big fight that was going to go ahead this uh, this weekend. It got called off because of a, a drugs test and everything else. But Chris Eubank Jr. against Nigel, uh, not Nigel Ben, um, Connor Ben. So uh, Chris Eubank's son, Nigel Ben's son mm-hmm. against each other. And Chris Eubank was saying in the lead up to this fight, 60%, baby, 60% is all I need to beat this guy. And that's how I feel like we're playing. And I mentioned this mm. on on um, on Monday, is that actually we're playing within ourselves and whether that's because there's a lot of games coming up and things like this. So he took off, in my mind, our three best players. And it I wouldn't say it fell apart, but the intensity just dropped. Benton Kerr is different level. Uh, you know, Hoybeg's fantastic, but them together uh, are are really good. And as soon as you took Benton Kerr off, there was a problem. Son was terrifying the life out of that defence. Right? He'd scored two goals. Um, he was running at them every time. He was creating. Took him off. Dyer, I know he'd got a book in. For me, our best defender. Right, Took him off. So you're going to get a huge impact. Now, look, we won the game, number yeah. one. Number two, those players are rested. And I no doubt all three of them will start against Everton on Saturday. So that is that is crucial. We've got a big week coming up. We've got Man United next week, this time next week. You know, it's it, it it's important, but it dropped. I mean, I mean it noticeably dropped. The crowd dropped. Um, you know, we can't forget whenever Song gets the ball, the crowd lifts. It's every time. You know, where you can say whether it's South South Koreans or, or whatever in in the in the crowd whether it is or not, every time Son gets the ball, you can hear it. It's yeah. it's, it's a volume. Um, and that obviously didn't happen. So, I, you know, I, I can't say that I blame Conte because I can 100% see his reasons for doing it. we got Oliver Skip on the pitch, needs minutes in his legs. we got Lucas Moore on the pitch, needs minutes in his legs. We've got Brian Hill on the pitch and he did okay when he came on. But for me, our three best players got taken off and that's... 
could be seen as a problem. It, it worked out okay in the end. I just uh, seeing those subs, bearing in mind that we were really pushing them. I, I think I thought when I said, I said in the WhatsApp group, you should have waited for us to get our fourth and then made those subs because that fourth was just just calm down. That that's game over. But yeah. the fact that that it was it was still three one and and look, you know, three one and down to ten men and you're at home. It, you, you know, yeah, look, if you're playing football manager, you make those changes. <laughs> that, that That's what you do. It's Champions League, man, as well. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just thought that it was, it was too, it was weird to call it high risk, bearing in mind that we're bringing on defenders and, and defensive midfielders. But it just felt like he was like, right, we'll just see the game out. And and we know that that, that that Hugo's got a ricket in him that that Sanchez does as well. Bringing Sanchez on for for Dyer, which again I understood he was on the booking, but it was it was it was high risk. And and I think we saw that um, Lundstrom had a, a chance just like maybe five ten minutes before their goal, uh, which Hugo that was it was a superb save. I, yeah. I thought that that was that was the save of the match. Yeah. He was a good player for them, Lundstrom. I think he's one to keep an eye on. Um, he, he found little pockets of space and pulling out wide and then um, burst into the middle. So I, I, I did like what I see. I saw. I liked him in the first game as well. Um, but yeah, Hugo it was a really, really top save. Um, and when they scored, albeit from a corner, you can't say that it wasn't coming. Uh, and that's... I don't, I don't know. Look, we, we've covered it. Maybe... You know, Conte will say we could afford to do that. That's that's what you're playing. That's what you're playing with when you're rolling those dice. Is we can afford a one hit. You know, we're in that position where I'd rather win three two and rest players and have players off the pitch that aren't at risk. Especially when his tackles flying in and there, and there were. You know, we've we've covered it. There, there was one player sent off. There could have been two. Um, so where you know he'll look at. <laughs> In hindsight, he will look at this and think, job well done. I rested the players that I needed to rest. Son's ready for, for Everton. Eric's um, ready for Everton. And he's uh, not only that, he's not banned from the next game, which is always always a risk. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. You, yeah, know, you, yeah. get, you get a red card. You're missing a crucial game. Eric Dyer is crucial to our not only our defence, our whole team. Mm. You know, it, 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 I felt, you know, I know he made a mistake tonight. He was absolutely our best defender. He's imperative to everything that we do, every way that we build out from the back, the way that we defend, the way that Romero and uh, Longley are able to meet the ball. They, this, you know, it's key. They come out and they meet the ball. Romero meets that ball because he's got Dias ever so slightly, three, four feet behind him. Eric Dyer is absolutely crucial. And now he's fit and available for Everton. He's hopefully he's fit and available for Manchester United, and he's not banned for sporting in a, in in a couple of weeks. That's massive. So in hindsight, if you're Antonio Conte, you think this is job well done. I did everything that I wanted to do. I won the game. I rested players. I've got everyone fit and available for the Champions League and for the and for the league. Job done. Yeah, just just on their their second goal, Emerson was caught in possession, and and again was quite sloppy and. And Hugo parried parried it to give the corner away, and even then you're like, guys, we 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 seem to be doing everything we could to to make it a nervy last five, and and that's the thing with Spurs as well. That's certainly with, with a lot of the games that we played when it's been one nil and and seeing it out, 
I don't enjoy the last five, 10 minutes. And I really wanted to enjoy the last five, 10 minutes of this game because we played so well. We had so many good chances at the start of the second half, even sort of up until the sort of 70th minute, 75th minute, we were bossing it. And and the subs, anyway, uh, it, the, their goal, I, I think it was um, Gotza took the corner and Paul put in the... Uh, the, the, the WhatsApp chat, oh, hipster's favourite. I thought Mary Gotts was retired by now. Surely, didn't he win the World Cup in like 2010 or some shit? How is he still around? Yeah, 20, 20, 2014 scored, Sorry, scored yeah. the winner. But he's, um, yeah, uh, hipster's favourite a long time ago. Right? You know, <laughs> I, I think he went to PSV, didn't he? And um, and then he's, he's come back to Germany. But um, I mean, I, I'll be honest, in the kind of... Um, the noise of it all, I haven't kind of thought back as to conceding from a set piece. That's that's not like us. Mm. But I guarantee it, there's key, there's key players missing. You know, we've got playing Romero in the centre. Um, you know, I know I've talked in the past about Sanchez and Emerson and how well they did at the end of last season when um, we were missing Romero. Um, and and Sanchez came in for him, and we had Sanchez and Romero. Uh, sorry, Sanchez and Emerson on that side against Arsenal, and at the end of the season, and they did okay. But it is a worry, you know. And Emerson gave the ball away in the lead up to that corner, like you say, he was a, a heavy touch. And then Sanchez then spends the next thirty seconds berating him, and all of a sudden it's a corner and it's a goal. And it's that type of thing that you you absolutely want to cut out from the team. Um, and in higher pressure games, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get us found out. You know, it's, at the end of the day, it's Eintracht Frankfurt. They are no great shakes, and yet they still scored two away from home against us tonight when we could and should have absolutely put the game to bed. And as we'll come on to, I'm sure now, Brendan, later, put the game to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it was. I was cursing. I was cursing. I was like, "This is this is on Conte. This is so Tottenham." Blah blah blah. And then, um, then the Brian Hill show turned up, and without his moustache. And I, I, I'll be honest. Like when when he joined, I was I was excited. I thought he sort of had. Well, that sounds ridiculous. He had a bit of the messies about him and low centre of gravity. But he certainly doesn't have the the muscle mass and the. Um, just the physicality of, of of Messi because he just kept getting all the, all the technique, all the control, all yeah. the vision, all the, got the haircut. He's got the haircut, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess the goal, like, I think because there was a bit of a delay to 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 getting the transmission out here. So then you, I think you put in the in the WhatsApp chat, oh Brian Hill, and I was like, what's he doing? He's just brushed off the ball again, and then straight away he gets up and and chases the ball down, gets fouled for the pen, and and. Oh, happy days! And it was—it was just such a hectic end to the game, wasn't it? it yeah, it, look, yeah. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. It, in hindsight, it, it was brilliant. You know, it, in terms of <laughs> in terms of enjoying like just absolute carnage at the. I want to say White Hart Lane, but the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, whatever you want to call it. You know, if Google, you went home, you went, you went home on eighty-five minutes, mate. mate you, you've missed out. I'm looking at you, Franco. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Did the Leicester one, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, you know, he 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 did well, and then that little kind of double body turn that he did to wrong foot the defender, and you know, I think Hoddle mentioned it in the commentary. Little bit gutted because he'd done he'd done all the hard work and then you know he was one on one effectively and then to be brought down. This was the other thing that I thought 
that was potentially another red card. He was through on goal and no one mentioned it. You know, he was that defender that played that made that tackle was the last defender. So mm. it was another opportunity for a red card. I'm not even sure that the, the player got booked. Um, but yeah, and then then it was the penalty. And I can't remember a penalty like that since Beckham miskicked yeah. against Portugal, where it went so far over. You know, it was Waddle-esque. Um, so yeah, um, awful. I guess all it did was use up a bit of time. Yeah. Oh, 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 so gutting. I was just, and it went, it went higher than his free kick. If you remember in the first half, he took a free kick that was miles over as well. And like, come on, Harry, just, 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 just give us a nice, easy last five. Just, just, just put it to bed. Cause we deserved that fourth goal. We, we should have buried this team. And there was the other chance as well. When, when Harry and, and, and Hill were through, cause they were cooked. They, the, the, the Frankfurt defense were all over the shop and had Harry looked up, played him in earlier. Yes. Then yeah, it, it, was, uh, it, was, it was Harry and Brian Hill. What he, well, the biggest mistake Harry Kane made there was not playing it along the floor. If you yeah. play it along the floor, you can scuff that in. It, 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 you know, playing it in the air, what was he doing? Brian Hill, what is he, five foot six? Like, what, what are you doing? It, it's Brian Hill. Play that along the floor and the you know, chance you get anything on that, it could end up in the net. Um, so, yeah, Harry had a mad five minutes at the end there, but didn't matter in the end, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the 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 Harry Hill show um, Harry Hill. <laughs> didn't last very long. How long Thank have you been planning that, Brent? How long have you been waiting to say that? Because you said Harry and Hill, anyway. Uh, right, so we've um, we've got Everton on the weekend. They've bizarrely they they've got one of the best defenses in the league. I think they had the best defense in the league up until recently. Uh, they lost to United, I think, uh, last weekend. Gordon suspended, which is uh, which is good news for us because he's he's a tidy player. What have you made of uh, of the Toffees so far this season? I, I thought Frank's sort of surprised a bit in in that he's seems to be doing okay. Well, they've obviously tried to tighten things up since the uh, since last season, um, where obviously they you know they were a couple of games away maybe from uh, from going down. I'm looking at the league table now. They're twelfth. Obviously, there's quite a few teams. Well, there's a couple of teams below them that have got a game in hand. They're a team we should be putting away at home. You know, I think, was it 5-0 last season? Um, They're absolutely a team that um, should hold no fear for us and that if we play to our attacking abilities, we did at times tonight, um, we should be murdering. You know, not not, not, not even close. You know, three, four, five goals, whatever. And... um, I see nothing. Uh, you know, they they bought in the summer. They bought defensive reinforcements, which they, they obviously needed. So it might be a bit tougher um, than last season. But I would hope that we turn up and we we put them to bed early doors. We've got a good record against Everton. I, I'm 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 talking off the top of my head here, but I'm read surely something last season where we've got more Premier League points against Everton than any other any other team. Um, so yeah, long may that continue. Yeah, it was five 0 as you said last season. They were they were cooked. They're, they're, obviously, they're obviously trying to play things tight, and they've got you know. To be fair to them, they've got good individual players. You know, we were linked with Gordon in the summer. He's a good player. I've been uh, impressed with McNeil since he since he's gone there. Good player. Um, they brought Tarkovsky in um, and kind of shored that up at the back a little bit. But I would hope, for, as a for instance, Son against Seamus Coleman that we see. Um, you know, we see um, benefit there. Harry Kane against Tarkovsky. Um, I would hope that we 
we'd see benefit there and kind of all over the park really you know they've got individual um individually good players but as a team especially at home you know something that bt sports said today and i didn't realize this um was we've won eight out of eight at home in all competitions in the last few games that's going back into last season um that's 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 impressive you know that that's you know we all like to think that we get that every team has good home form and it's it's harder to to play away but eight wins out of eight against some good teams as well that have come to to White Hart Lane is is impressive by any standard. Hmm. Well, I know it's late there in the UK, so let's get a quick prediction from you there, Seb. What do you think the score will be against Everton on on Saturday? I told my wife that my little boy's birthday party needs to be done by that time. Um, <laughs> I would say I'll, I I think I'll, I'll go decent. I'll, I'll say three nil. Um, Seb, before we tie up, what's the latest from football prizes? You knew I was going to ask. Uh, football prizes have got a, a great prize this week um, when you're looking at the Spurs um, only prize, which is a signed frame uh, from Harry Kane and Sonny. Um, so both uh, featured in within one frame. Uh, yeah, so uh, Harry Kane and Song Hyun Min dual signed and custom framed Spurs montage. It's lovely, actually. It's three photos uh, within one frame, one signed by Harry Kane. One signed by Sonny. Uh, there are 99 tickets uh, available for this. I'm looking at it now. Still got quite a way to play. It's got five days left. However, more than half the tickets have sold. 99 tickets available. 395 per ticket. You can use the code CHEESE10. That's all letters. CHEESE10. Um, the competition ends on Tuesday, uh, the 18th of October, which means that the draw will likely be on Wednesday lunchtime. And uh, yeah, go to footballprizes.co.uk to get involved. I'm looking, they've got so many prizes at the moment. They've got Amazon vouchers. Um, they've got uh, cash prizes. They've got a spin to win where you can just, um, if you win that prize, you get to spin the wheel and win um, kind of tech prizes. Got PlayStation 5s, um, absolutely everything kind of up for grabs. And the code cheese 10 that's all letters, cheese 10 is available for all of those prizes, not just the Spurs prize. So head over to footballprizes.co.uk and get involved. Top stuff. Thank you for that. Uh, Cheeseheads, do also listen out for the review of what we, I'm sure, will be a win over Everton on the weekend from Franco and the rest of us. And also, Caller will be there with the YouTube on Friday night. There was a a YouTube out tonight, uh, an immediate reaction to the game. Uh, which seems to be doing well. And uh, they'll be back on Friday with preview of the Everton game and also talking about the game tonight. Uh, do remember to uh, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and and look out for us on social media. Uh, do give us a follow on Instagram. We're really pushing Instagram at the moment. And as ever, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.